0: KRVB At 94.9, this is world-class rock. The River. It's 12 o'clock and lunchtime is here.
1: You're having lunch in the library.
0: Bring me four fried chickens and a Coke.
1: On 94.9, The River. Hi, The River.
2: Hi, is this Rochelle? Yes, it is. This is Bonnie
1: Raitt. Hi. Hi. Well, happy Friday to me.
2: Oh, happy Friday to both of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm so glad you're calling us. Thank you. Thank you. Lunch in the Library, Bonnie Raitt. We've got nine-time Grammy Award winner on tour with Mavis Staples and an upcoming fall performance, I understand, for PBS. How was it filming that?
2: You know, it was really fun because we've been on the road, you know, nearly 20 dates already. We've just finished, I just finished the first 40 of 80 dates we're doing here in the States. And we had a wonderful reception in the midwest and the east coast and we're looking forward to getting on the western part of the country and having mavis one of my absolute heroes and longtime friends on the show is just extraordinary and and we are really grateful that we that austin city limits let us share this hour we do a couple of duets but her band is just incredible and you know my guys are too so it was i think the fans who couldn't make it to the show and those who will We'll get a chance to have this to listen to watch. I'm sure they're going to play it all all during the fall.
1: Right, can't wait for that to be on. And uh, Bonnie Raitt, looking forward to your show September 1st at the Idaho Botanical Garden. Now we love your shows, and also love it when you treat us to a cover song. What made you choose the Jerry Rafferty song?
2: You know, I love that song when it came out. I love Baker Street, and years ago, you know, Stuck in the Middle with You, that first Steelers will hit. Um, and I really hadn't heard it in a while. And I was just out a few years ago, and you know, listening in a store, walking around, or in a restaurant, and i heard it and i just immediately had this idea of doing it as a kind of reggae rock and roll you know well just a little tougher reggae kind of a feel stonesy kind of a feel on it and uh you know i just wish i could have played it for him and met him because i'm such a fan of his and unfortunately he passed away right last year so i i was really, i'm really grateful to be able to remind people and myself about his music
1: oh he had such a smooth voice and that was actually my next question i was going to ask you if you've ever done stuck in the middle with you because i love that tune
2: I haven't, but, you know, who knows? I might be on a Jerry Rafferty run.
1: Right Down the Line is the first music video you've done in, like, 14 years, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, we used to, we've done them, but they just don't play them. You know, oh. they, they, there's got to be stations that will play people that are over 40. I'm a little bit over that, so thank God for the Internet. And when we do talk shows and people have done a lot of press, and they, they always use a little clip of it, so it's kind of fun the way it shows up in different unexpected places.
1: I love the video to the song, too. It captures all kinds of love. And how did you find the couples shown in that video? Did you get any input on that?
2: Oh, yeah. You know, the the, uh, the director's from New York, and, you know, he has a brother who lives in San Francisco, and that's near where I live. So uh, they went out, they flew in, and they did, uh, they sent pictures over the Internet, you know, just sent me emails with great possible photos. Fo- you know, they just went up to people in parks. They, they scrolled. Sp- uh, scattered across the city for two days and just went up and asked people if they'd like to be in a video. A couple of the people um, were connections that I had through other people because we were missing certain types and we wanted to try to bring in as many age groups and racial groups and, you know, same-sex couples and all that just to just to really show that abiding love is such a beautiful thing. And these guys, you know, it's funny because some of the ones they think would be the most effusive were actually very, very shy on camera. And then the older couple was just, they had to, like, put a fire hose on them to get them to stop making out. <laughs> I mean, they're in their 80s and they're just totally gone for each other. It was so sweet.
0: <laughs> you know-
2: some songs this is lunch in the library on 94.9 the river
1: lunch in the library back with bonnie right now i'm curious with all that you've done with your life what's on your bucket list is there anything left you haven't done yet
2: well that's a clue i've never been asked
1: that before um
2: well one of the things i always wanted to do and i get to do when i'm in boise is go up in a balloon so yeah uh, you know that's one of the things i suppose tandem jumping out of a plane would be fun eventually if i ever get the nerve but um I think having a chance to really travel when you're not doing gigs and not researching for the next record, which both of which are really fun, I still would love to just go to Polynesia and the Far East and South America and a lot of different parts of Africa. Yeah, I think that would be my bucket list was traveling.
1: Those are great ideas, and we know somebody here really personally who does a lot of skydiving, so if you change your mind about that or really decide to do it, give Tim a call. He'll hook you up with that person. We get a lot of stars going on skydiving trips here. Really? Yeah. Really? You
2: know what? If, you, if, if I was to scream and blow my voice out though they can get really you know the fans would be really mad and I think the promoter could sue me if right. I didn't. maybe after so, the show if I'd you have, have a day between i a sort of gag in my mouth so I wouldn't <laughs> scream too loud but I, one of these days I'll get the nerves to do it but thanks for the tip tell Tim I'm waiting
1: I will absolutely is there anybody you'd like to jam with that you haven't yet
2: you know I, at, at at my age now, after 42 years of doing this, I have played with so many other people that I never thought I would be able to sing or play mm-hmm. with. I mean, Eric Clapton, Keith Richards. I would love to do um, some more playing one-on-one with, um, with Keith Richards. That mm. would be great. And
1: I'd love to hear that. Yeah.
2: And, you know, I, I Bruce Hornsby and I have toured a lot together, but uh, we did a tour once. I don't know if we came through Boise, but in 99, all of us mm-hmm. were in between album projects. So Jackson Brown, Sean Colvin, myself, Bruce Hornsby formed a kind of a super group with David right. Lindley in there as well. And I would, uh, you know, that is really fun to be able to be a sideman and and. Back up other people and sing harmony parts on their hits, and then they did the same with me. So I think I think any of those four people would be really fun.
1: You're into political activism and, and always have been. What's your current cause right now? What are your current interests in that?
2: Well, in, there's a lot of um, concern about the, the safety and the wisdom and the economic um, devastation of the regions and, and just damage to the environment. Environment of both fracking and nuclear power. Right. You know, with the devastation of Japan, which is really kind of underreported. Actually, there's a lot more evacuation and contamination. Than what um, we're getting out here in the West from what's actually still going on in Japan, mm-hmm. you know, I just think that them trying to relicense the same faulty design construction and, you know, many, many year old plants, they just issued new, re-license, new licenses to some of these plants that really are not safe. So my foremost on my issue is um, safe energy moving over to solar and wind and mm-hmm. stopping nuclear power and stopping the fracking.
1: Sure. And do you have some info about this on your website?
2: We sure do. And, and if people are interested in, in uh, alternatives and the economics of it and busting some of the myths about whether there's a safe generation of nuclear plants coming. Um, You know, we just don't feel that... um people are getting the right information and getting the whole picture. So go to nukefree.org for the safe energy issues and, and you know, fracking. Um, I think that there's some aspects of that that will probably be on the site as well. But it's really good for us, and especially in an auction year, I call it. I wish it was mm-hmm. an election, but it's more like who's got the most bucks. <laughs> right. Um, not to be too cynical, but just hoping that everybody will stay involved and know that their vote counts and they get as informed as possible because there's a lot of wrong information on both sides and we just got to try to find some way to get through to the to the thing that brings us together instead of separates us. Ken,
1: okay, I know you've done like a million songs, but I don't think I've ever seen anything that compares to the pure alchemy of you and John Prine. Do you ever get weary of Angel from Montgomery or will you love it forever? I, I
2: mean, I'm not just saying this. I love it forever. Mm-hmm. I sing it for different people oftentimes. Um, when I'm, I've been singing it for my mother lately and actually the last few, you know, around the time of Mother's Day, we're singing it for everybody's mm-hmm. mom in the hall. And it's very, very moving. I mean, there's elements of that that have so much repercussion for me personally and mm-hmm. across the decades it just it, it changes but it's such an incredibly moving tune for me and for the audience it's it's really a high point in the show for us so I don't get tired of it.
1: Why do you think that song touches so many people because I know when the first few chords that come on I see people touch their heart and go oh, oh
2: sweet um, well, I know when I heard it. Um, I'll, I mean, I'm a such a John Prine. I mean, whether it's Hello in there, Donald and Lydia, or Sam Stone. I mean, when he came out with early on, we were coming up at the same time. I just nobody had I was able to make these kind of little. You know, um, they're like little. Vignettes, like little short stories, and so evocative and so cutting to the um, the, the crux of what the person internally is feeling, and, and the idea that a woman, especially you know, in those days was were some, uh, but anybody, but especially our mothers' gen- my mother's generation and her mother's generation, you know, there were so many aspects of being a, a a stay-at-home mom, for example, that are that were so you know just deadening if your re- if your relationship wasn't if you weren't able to communicate the ways that you would wish it would better. Like we all take those things for granted. We take standing up for ourselves and, and having a happy life and taking responsibility. But a lot of times people didn't have those kinds of choices. And it, not to reduce it to something as simple as that, because it has a lot of layers. Everybody in, in this generation, everybody at any time can realize that their life just isn't working. And what you want to do is to not, not waste it, not wait till you're an old person and say, I could have had something better.
0: My mother, my old man is another. Child is grown old. Dreams were thunder. Lightning was desire. This old house would have burned. give me one thing that I can hold on to to Did believe in this living is just a hard way to go. When I was a young girl, I had me a cowboy, you went my A broken down, down Make me an angel That flies from Montgomery Make me a poster Of an old rodeo Just give me one thing That I can hold on to To believe in this living Is just a There's in the kitchen. I could hear the buzzing. And I ain't done nothing since I woke up today. How the hell can a person go to work in the morning, come home in the evening, and have nothing to say? one thing that I can
1: hold on to.
0: to To believe in this living is just a hard way to go. To believe in this living is just a
1: Shell isn't just any librarian. She's she's not even quiet. This is Lunch in the Library on 94.9 The River. Lunch in the Library, we're back with Bonnie Raitt, and I wanted to ask you this. While some radio formats have come and gone over the years you've seen them, what do you think the future looks like for the blues?
2: Oh, I don't think the blues will ever go out of fashion. I mean, it was never a big mainstream money-making type of music, you know. I mean, B.B. King having a hit with a thrill is gone. is probably as high as it ever got. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I do think that there's a niche in, in, um, internationally as I go around, I don't think there's ever been a healthier appreciation of the blues. It's just so sad that it happened at a time when so many of the great originators are, are no longer living. Mm-hmm. But having said that, there's many more musicians going to music camps and blues camps and a lot more women playing instruments. Yeah. And um uh, you know with with YouTube and the internet I don't think there's ever been a better time for people to go back and research the greats and be influenced. I mean you don't have to even take lessons. You can almost get everything you need just learning from uh watching those, you know, videos and and listening to records and hopefully going to festivals. So I think radio, satellite radio and internet radio and non-com radio, non-commercial radio has really helped and mm-hmm. I I just think that if you search hard enough, you can find everything you need in the blues and the, and the isolation that people used to have by being in a small a small town or out of the way with bad reception for radio stations. You know that's kind of mm-hmm. over now. You can right. really stay in tune. So more power to the blues.
1: Exactly. And you've given us your first album in about seven years now. So many changes happened to you in those years. Was this album cathartic for you? Yeah,
2: it was really healing because I, I needed to take some time off after I lost members of my family and a best friend, and mm-hmm. I uh, you know we. We did a wonderful tour with the great Taj Mahal in 2009. We came across and uh, combined our forces called the Bontage Roulette, <laughs> which happened right after my older brother lost his battle with cancer. Mm. And um, That was very cathartic and healing, but then I really needed to kind of fall apart and stay at home and, sure. and just process a lot of things. And But I really ended up missing music. After about a year I could tell that that was, um, you know, it was within a few months. I just got the stirrings again. So by the time I got in the studio with Joe Henry and his group and in my band, I was just so 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 much even more appreciative of how much I love doing this.
1: Mm-hmm. The blues, again, kind of pulled you through it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I love so many different kinds of music, but the camaraderie that you have in the studio and mm-hmm. having the joy of finding these new songs to sing and, and knowing we're going to... You know, there's a lot of work involved with the, a couple of years of touring and all the promotion, but, you know, all you have to do is remember how much fun you have for those two hours you're on stage. And, you know, being in the studio is so creative, I Just and it's not it's not work. I mean, the hard part is finding the songs... But the fun part is the tour.
1: And, and this is kind of a more independent release for you, right? It must be empowering to be a little more involved in things like distribution and promotions. Yeah, I mean, I've always been aware of it
2: and overseen, you know, checking on how the company's doing and, you know, why aren't the records more in the store or, when, you know, the promotion part of it, of course, okaying who's going to interview you and when and mm-hmm. all that. I've always had a hand in all that on budgets and lighting and sound and the buses and all that. But being our own, our own independent label is, is much more possible these days with the means of distribution. Distributing digitally and manufacturing of CDs has really gone way down in terms of cost. So. You know it's really possible to do it, especially if you're a legacy established artist like myself. And we got some great deal offers for different companies that are doing great work with other artists. But I just have been wanting to go independent for a while, and looked at some friends of mine that were doing it. And you know the math works out a lot better.
1: Mm-hmm. And I have to say I love your current promotion company we're working with because they hooked us up today. So thank you very much.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm glad. I'm listen. I'm glad to be able to let people know because sometimes these concerts, um, you know, they'll either sell out or just come and go and people don't even know you're on tour so I really appreciate radio's response to the record and and to me you know you guys have been supportive for many many years I really appreciate it oh
1: absolutely and I know this keeps you so busy does it leave you enough free time for love and a personal life
2: oh yeah I mean, it makes it, you know, absence does make the heart grow fonder. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a great thing about email and Skype is you can stay in touch. But, you know, when you you finally do get home or if your boyfriend flies in, it makes it all the more fun to just have those, uh, you know, it makes it like dating again. It's kind of fun.
0: do you? Your reputation Baby You know you ain't no prince charming We can live and feel Locked out of home Soft a peaceful situation Baby How can a cry love Is so alarming the small time's most entertaining hour. Hour. hour hour lunch in the library on 94.9 the river
1: back with bonnie rate lunch in the library want a couple more questions for you besides music what are three things you're most grateful for right now
2: Oh, 25 years of sobriety and mm-hmm. working on every day, that's that's a really been a big clearing out and a wonderful blessing in my life. But, and along with that lifestyle change came a lot of, you know, uh, more awareness of how precious your body is and how mm-hmm. precious it is and to have the ability to just, you know, as we get older, you know, there's people around me that are succumbing to various ailments that are taking away their ability to be mobile or remember or, you know, see and all those kinds of things. So I'm, I'm grateful for my health um, First and foremost And then the gifts that my parents gave me To be able to sing and do something I love That would be basically a hobby And then do it for a living To be able to have the, the uh, career that I've had for 42 years Is just an incredible I suppose you'd call it my job But mm-hmm. I, I'd have to say I, The loyalty and passion that my fans still have for is, is one of the greatest blessings I could, I could ever have Because so. it really Out of your health and that kind of job security And, and joy is, Comes every other blessing in your life
1: Bonnie Rae, thanks for giving us a call today, and we're looking forward to your show at the Idaho Botanical Garden on September 1st.
2: Oh, it was a pleasure, and I'm really looking forward to getting back to Boise. It's one of the most beautiful parts of the country that we get to play. So, great audience. Mm